Welcome in 3HL on 104.5 The Zone. Can you hear me, Ron Slay? I can. It's a little low. All right. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Is it Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, it is, I think. Lord have mercy. The days are running together, They're running together. Mm -hmm. Don Davenport here. The mayor, Brent Doherty, is off. And Ron Slay is I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Hey, hey, hey. I heard yep. Buck Rising say they're back in the building uh, for tomorrow. And he said, Ron Slee. Hey. Yeah. There we go. So uh, you're, you're earning it. I know A.J. Brown was speaking to the media. I think he's still up, but I think it's one more question. Let's hop in real quick. I definitely thought it was embarrassing um, because I'm not, I'm not that player. And I don't want attention. Um, you know, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not in it for the accolades. Uh, like, for me, I just want to be the best. So, um, a lot of guys will give me a hard time about it, you know. So, they know I, they know that's not me, but they were just making fun of me. But it was embarrassing, you know, so. Thanks, AJ. Appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> and there you go. One question. We caught it. We caught, we caught one answer from AJ Brown. But here's the deal. We heard from Taylor Lewan earlier. We heard from the King, Derek Henry, as well. Um, as far as Tennessee Titans availability today, we've got all of those recorded and throughout the day, we'll kind of pump some of the, the key things that each of them said uh, into the show. So if you missed it, we have you covered. I know the coordinators are on uh, right now and actually Todd Downing, I think, has just hopped on. So Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Todd Downing speaking now. Let's go to it. We're going to start to build on that chemistry as an offense and you know, we're uh, we're just in the early process of this, but it's, it's been fun to watch those guys work. I like the work ethic. I like how hard they've been trying to refine the details and uh, come together and get to know one another as teammates. Tim Wyatt. Pat, I'm curious. How did you find out officially that you that the team was getting Julio, and then what might his addition mean, uh, you know, for the offense? Yeah, we have a communication system in place with with Coach Brabel and, and John and, you know, that, that worked down to me. So you know, I got the news as, as I was here at work and excited about it and certainly was uh, good news to hear. I'd say so. We're on. Yeah, Coach Todd, with you having, you know, Julio and then all these other weapons, you know, how do you go about addressing the whole concept of, of maybe not having enough balls to, to, to go around? I don't. I don't look at it quite like having enough uh, football to go around. You know, each week's going to present its own uh, opportunity and challenge from defenses that we face, and you know, each week's going to require something different to play winning football. And, and that's what our job is as an offense: is to play complementary and winning football. And I believe the addition of Julio and, and having weapons uh, on the outside and in the backfield and at the line of scrimmage; those are all just ways uh, to help us stay. Uh, balance, you know, to help us uh, to attack in different ways, and, uh, and and that's you know that's our biggest uh, chart. It's not you know, to make sure that a certain uh, mouths are fed and all that. It's it's a week by week process. Paul, Todd, um, lack of one on ones in a camp like this, uh, kind of a new development. Uh, I know you'll take what you can get, but. The, did you miss something like that? Would it have been good for your guys, particularly, uh, to to get that work? Yeah, you know, I think any work that we can get uh, is good work, obviously. And like you mentioned, we'll take what we can get. You know, we were able to get some good uh, full-speed stuff in, in the seven-on-seven seven and, and 
you know, be able to work some of that process as well. Uh, you know, I, I love one-on-ones because you get a chance to go watch guys compete, uh, but we weren't able to do that at this time. And so we made our adjustments and, and got better where we could. Teresa. Todd, with the addition of Julio, the offense such that he kind of fits into what you've already kind of been planning to do this year, or do you maybe go to the drawing board and it's like this guy gives us a chance to maybe do some extra things with the offense? Well, you know, when you're dealing with a skill set like his, I I think there are certainly times that you get excited about um, maybe something that he could do or or has shown over his career that he can do. Uh, But we don't change our foundation, our scheme, uh, just for, you know, the addition of a player. You know, I'm excited that he has history in a scheme like this in his time in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, I think that that's going to help transition a little bit and it's going to you know make it a little bit easier for us to highlight some of those uh, skills that he has and in different ways that he's done in the past. Gentry? Yeah, Todd, you, you've talked before about, you know, not, not a priority to put your own stamp on the offense and not trying to be Arthur as well. When you're talking about what a, a Todd Downing offense looks like, it, how close was that in your your mind to what the offense is now? Meaning, you know, are we expected? Is this a matter of tweaks, or, or do you do you really feel as though you know there's an ideal out there that uh, that you can bring to this? You know, I'll, I'll leave it to you to call it a Todd Downing offense. This is a Tennessee Titans offense, and you know I want this to be the most effective offense uh, for helping us win football games. And whatever that means week to week, you know it'll it'll adjust. Uh, my vision for this offense is simply that we are, you know, a disciplined, high effort, high energy, you know, sound football team, and that we go out and, and help our team win ball games by not doing stuff to get ourselves beat. And uh, the rest of it's going to fall into place. As I said, it turns into a, a week-by-week thing. But this certainly isn't a Todd Downing offense. It's a Tennessee Titans offense. Joe Rexrode. Yeah, Todd, kind of followed up on Teresa's question. I mean, would you, would you say that, you know, those three guys in particular are, um, I, I guess, an elite trio, an extreme trio for, for the other side to look at on a given week? Um, how much of an advantage could it be? And, and what do you think you'll see, you know, from defensive coordinators this year in terms of trying to adjust to that? Yeah, I don't really get into ranking uh, trios or, or groups of players that I've, I've coached or I'm coaching now against anybody else in the league. You know, our, our goal is to be better each day that we go out there. And my hope is that those three grow together with the rest of the uh, skill guys on offense and that they – you know, create a bond and a cohesion with the offensive line and with Ryan, uh, you know, and that they're able to accomplish their own personal goals, uh, you know, through a selflessness to the team. And, you know, that's, that's my biggest challenge for those guys and for myself included. You know, how defenses want to play us, I'm, I'm sure we'll get some different looks. I'm sure we'll get some unscouted things and, and possibly some looks that we wouldn't have gotten if uh, Julio wasn't here. But, you know, our job as a staff is to put together a sound game plan each week, and, and we'll try to be ready for uh, whatever they throw at us. Two more, John Glennon. I was going to ask you about Dick. I'm sorry, John. I'm having a, a couple of long shots, kind of the tryout guy. Okay. Any any better? Yep. Gotcha. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about a couple of the, the long shot guys, the tryout guys, uh, Adam Kuhn and, and Hassan French. wonder if you've dealt with with guys like that before that, you know, hadn't played college football and, and sort of the challenge, you know, same you time you're me? trying to get a team and an offense ready. Can we move? Uh, but you're also trying to basically teach these guys a lot. Is, also, well, that's gross. How do you, you know, how do you I was go just thinking to do our quick break. Yeah, I, I was telling this story uh, in to order a to be guys able to get back today. from Bowen. Uh, Early in my career, when I was with the Vikings, I was on the staff when uh, Brock Lesnar. No, but he's good with waiting camp. a little so bit. Especially my second former wrestler uh, that I've been around. But, uh, okay. Both those Will guys have an incredible work ethic. Whenever. Uh, you know, they're Thank both you. in really good shape, obviously. Uh, you know, they're both hungry. They're both high character individuals. We're working really hard to learn the positions and learn our scheme. Um, you know, and, and I'm excited for them and their opportunity. Both of them are approaching it in a very professional manner. And you can tell that, uh, you know, they, it's no accident that both of them had success in their respective other sports. Uh, we'll see where it goes from there. You know, like I said, uh, guys that are working hard and will have an opportunity. So excited to see what they do. With it. Last question, Ben Arthur. Hey, Todd, in what ways does, you know, kind of adding a, a star receiver of Julio's caliber uh, maybe open up um, Come to me and I'll the go playbook quick, quick. for you just because of kind of the, the coverages that you guys may see this year? I think that, you know, remains to be seen a little bit. Uh, but certainly when you add a, a weapon of his caliber, it creates uh, some fun opportunities in, from a game planning standpoint and, and gives you a little bit more flexibility. Uh, so we're, you know, we're excited about that, but I'm also excited about the rest of the guys and how hard they've been working at the wide receiver position. You know, Josh Reynolds has been in here every day working, and you know, those other guys, Marcus Johnson, you know, and Chester Rogers, and you know, all those guys are, are out there, you know, working extremely hard. Cody Hollister's been working his tail off. All, all those guys uh, that have put in the work, um, Freddie Brown, all those guys, you know, it's, uh, I'm excited to see what they can do. And I think that, with that competition, that room, we can finish with a, a well-rounded uh, position. Well, there you go. That was Todd Downing, Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator. Going to take a quick break here on 3HL and then hopefully get back in time to hear Shane Bowen talk a little bit. We'll be right back. Welcome back, 3HL and 104.5 The Zone. Defensive coordinator Shane Bowen is up. Let's hear from him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have we have our kind of identity, what we're looking for whenever we got holes to fill um, and what direction we want to go. And that's been a big thing for us. And those Kevin said it, we've been stressing to the DBs, um, just understanding, like to go out there and play with confidence, challenge these guys, make them beat you and understand who you are, understand who they are. But at the same time, we got to put pressure on them to make some plays, and not just give them easy easy throws right so i mean it's been a thing and i think the personnel like you like you mentioned i think the personnel is a big aspect to that but also in regards to scheme and some of the things we do um where we put them in positions where they're able to do some of those things john lennon hey shane um when we were talking to uh ryan crow the other day about uh rashad weaver um he was kind of uh uh, talking up his personality a little bit, said, you know, kind of has a little bit of a swag, a little confidence out there. Um, wondering if, if you have seen that yourself and, and also in terms of learning, how is, how is Rashad doing in that uh, aspect as well? Yeah, he's been good. He's an engaging kid. He's outgoing. Um, 
I mean, he's business when we go to work, but he's he's not a defensive, quiet type of kid. Um, so it's fun to coach guys like that, guys that are outgoing, that want to learn, want to take things in where you can kind of mess around with them, where it's not all business 100% of the time. Um, but he's been good learning. Like, he's doing stuff that he hasn't done in the past. Like, we asked those guys to do a lot of different things. So he's kind of learning on the fly with some of that stuff. Um, and we're just going to have to be mindful of that as we move forward with him and with all these other guys, just what all we put on his plate um, in regards to those outside linebacker position. How's the, the learning curve uh, going with him in that, in that aspect? I think he's been good. I do. I think he's picked up on things. It's, it's different though, being able to spit it back in the classroom and do all those things. And then you get out on the field and there's live bullets and bodies flying around and you've got to see things like there's a big time progression from the classroom to the field. And I think that's where that's where it's got to continue to kind of move forward with these rookies. Like we got a lot of smart guys who can learn and can do some things, but being able to translate it to the field is a totally different ballgame. Cool. Sorry. Uh oh. Okay, Paul, you want to type your question? Uh, I know things changed this year and, and didn't do. Uh, your young DBs probably could have really benefited from Yeah, I will. Paul, you want to type your question? We can ask it for you. And oh, Jim, Lord. in the meantime, you want to ask yours? Okay, Shane, I was just curious. I mean, you, you've been so hands-on, um, you know, over the last couple of years as a position coach. I know you're trying to bounce around now. When, when you see things in practice, Will you dive in, I guess, through the course of camp just to make sure guys are doing it the way you want to do it? And, what, and how's that process been like for you so far this offseason? Yeah, it's been good. Like I hit on before, I, I think just building those relationships, making sure everybody sees things the same way. They hear it from me, how I see things um, in regard to their position. I mean, we have unit meetings. We go through all that stuff. Nobody's, um, nobody's really – I guess, safe in those unit meetings. Like we're looking at everything, the good, the bad, the ugly in all position groups and really just making sure we're all speaking the same language because there's a lot of carryover. You look at it in defense, like there's obviously different positions and skill sets, but there's a lot of carryover uh, from position to position, whether it's man coverage, those types of things. So just making sure we see it, see it the same way. Um, and then also being able to show those guys, hey, man, you've done this in individual. I've seen you do this in drills. And then we turn on the tape and it disappears. Right. So just understanding, <clears throat> understanding that and how those things got to be able to progress from Indy uh, through the team periods. And I think for me, being able to kind of piece around and jump around and see all those guys, it allows me to kind of be in, in the moment with them see them do it. They know I'm looking for it. So when I go to hold them accountable for something in a unit meeting, I can say, Hey man, I've seen, I've seen this before. Like I know what we're coaching. I know what we're asking us to do. Like we got to be able to get this done when it gets to be live bullets. And I'm going to slide one on Roberson too. It's a guy you've worked with the last couple of years. Some new bodies here. He is one guy who's back. What, what does he need to do to try to establish himself and find his way in that rotation a little bit more? Yeah, I, I think Roby's had a really good spring. I do. I've, I've been pleased with him this spring. I, I think he's came back here um, and he's changed his approach a little bit. I think he's been more serious about everything, more committed. Uh, I think he's getting older. Obviously, that plays a role, man. As you get older, you mature a little bit. 
and you start to figure out what the leg is and you're not just swimming from one meeting to the next. So I think things have slowed down for him in that regard. Um, but the, the thing I always preach with him is consistency. Like I need the same guy every day, play in and play out. Like we got to know who we're putting out there. Like if I'm going to put you out there for 20 plays, like I can't have five to 10. I don't know what, what you're going to do, how this is going to be. Right. So the consistency, um, with him, but I've been pleased with Roby. I think he's had a really good spring. I'm excited for the fall to kind of see how he keeps progressing. Paul says, try him again. So let's try him again. Shane, I know circumstances changed from usual. Uh, did your DBs uh, in the big picture miss uh, the chance to go one-on-one with these receivers? All right, back here on 3HL, you heard Shane Bowen, defensive coordinator. We'll spare you from bad internet connections for the rest of that. He was about to wrap up, and uh, we have our favorite uh, DC on with us now. Coach Mack, how are you? On Davenport, you got a lot of people talking here. We got a lot going on. We have heard from a lot of people. We heard, we heard from Taylor Lewan. We heard from A.J. Brown, from the King, Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, just heard from both of the coordinators as well. I got to tell you, Coach Mack, Shane Bowen, to me, listening to him this year speak, I feel like I'm hearing from a completely different coach. Like I, I feel like he oozes confidence. Um, just, just so many, and I don't know how to explain it. That's why I'm kind of stuttering and struggling. Do you feel that mm-hmm. too? What, what's your take on that coach Mac? Just, I feel like Shane Bowen is very comfortable in where he is as a coach and what he has on a roster right now. You know, Don, I haven't, I haven't listened to him speak. I, I, I talked to him at practice a little bit and the, the thing that, but coming from you and, and, and you're a, you're a, you're a professional source. I mean, you've talked to, you can't count the number of coaches you've talked to in your career, you know, doing the game preps and, and, and being in production meetings. And so if you if you definitely do sense that, well, then I think it's something real. It doesn't surprise me at all because, you know, any time that you've got time on task in something and especially something like being the coordinator, uh, you know, for a National Football League team, it takes a little bit of time to get your feet on the ground. And so uh, I say I have not listened to him. I just talked to him out there at practice. But what I do know is is that I trust I trust your instincts a lot on this, Dawn. And if you can sense it, then clearly there must be something there. Well, I don't know about that. I, I would trust your conversations <laughs> in practice way more. But um, but anyway, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch this defense. And uh, one of the, the questions that he was asked that everybody heard, he was asked about Weaver and, um, you know, his progress and, and what he's bringing to the table. And he, and he talked honestly. That's another reason I love Shane Bowen right now is because I feel like you get a lot out of him because he actually answers your questions. He's not going to Ryan Tannehill QB coach talk you through a press conference. He's going to he's gonna actually uh, help you to learn about his players. But um, he said, you know, we're asking a guy like Weaver and a lot of the new guys to do stuff that they've never been asked to do, especially at that position. And he talked about how great he's been in the classroom, but how difficult and different it is to transition that to the actual field. You've coached a lot of players. You've seen a lot of rookies. What's the biggest challenge in that in the National Football League? Well, I mean, it, first of all, it's just it, it's the it's the nomenclature and it's the vocabulary. And then it's the speed. 
that everything's going in on. And plus, everything is so precise. If you're a really great athlete in collegiate football, you can get by on being a really great athlete in collegiate football. You know this. I mean, you're on the sideline there a lot. The National Football League, everybody's a great athlete. So your techniques have got to be on point and to and to learn to really work your techniques, you know, uh, in in a manner that is is and and, and it's it takes repetition to work your techniques. And plus, you are trying to learn not only a new defense and, and new vocabulary and everything else that goes with it. You're also trying to learn a new environment. And so absolutely. And that's why I always say, you know, rookies, no matter how decorated they are coming into National Football League, Don, they're stepping into a different world. They really are. And so, I mean, and, and the expectations, because we, we always, you know, especially with the draft, these guys get talked about so much leading up to the draft. You've heard their names over and over by the time it gets to the draft. I mean, it's almost as if the general public thinks they are a finished product. Well, that's the furthest thing from the truth. You know, I will say this about Rashad Weaver. I watch him out there. I am still going to stand on what I said, you know, uh, during the draft, uh, it, it, during some of the draft meetings that, that I had here on 3HL, just, you know, talking about people when we were going through positions. And, you know, I, I really think this guy can be in the three-man rotation pretty quick, you know, just because what he can do physically. The mental aspect of it, I'm glad to hear that they are – you know, working through that. I've watched them, you know, since they've been on the field. You can definitely see the progress. And when you see progress with players, especially young players, they don't become as segmented. And what I mean by that is, Don, they're a little smoother from start to finish, you know, it doing things from, less. Snap, from the snap. You know, they're just not as segmented. They're a little smoother. They're a little more sure of themselves. And so that's why this time of year is very important. The rookies are still going to be there for another week. And then, you know, the, the, the preseason is going to, and training camp are going to be really important for these rookies, and some of them are going to have to contribute fairly quickly. Coach Mack, Ron Slate here, your guy, your one and only. <laughs> let, let me say let me say this, Coach Mack, about Weaver. I'm going to take from your book. You told me early on, trust your eyes and what you see. So I can't wait to see this young man get out there on the field. I think he has all the tools to get out there and play. But I want to touch on something about Downey. And Bowen. Okay. Um, they they seem um as far as Bowen goes, he seems a matter of a matter of fact guy. I didn't hear him speak a lot last year, but this when I'm hearing him speak now, he seems like a guy that's more of a, a matter of a fact. Like this is what we're gonna do. Seems a lot uh, uh confident. Now I know you're not seeing a lot of things on the field from him right now, but is that what is, is that what comes across for new listeners or new guys coming into it? We're talking about players, but we're also talking about new coaches stepping into new roles. So do you see that confidence coming out in them too? Well, uh, you know what, Ron, again, and you can relate to this, you know, having been a former professional player. I mean, you feel much better that second year than you did that first year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still the same dude. You still got the same skill set, but right. it's just different. And you've got to be able, you've got to be able to assimilate into what's expected of you every day and to how it works. And so, as I say, I mean, I, I, I talked to him, you know, at practice very briefly. I don't, you know, I didn't, I don't listen to the press conference, but, right. and I'm very honest when I say this, if Dawn can hear that, she's, she's talked to a lot of coaches. You've talked to a lot of coaches mm-hmm. and, but the, the confidence part of it and, and the, and the speaking matter of fact, uh, I mean, that to me has always been something that, that I have appreciated 
you know, I tried to do it as a coach just to speak matter of factly because really you've, the, you've the, always the, done it, Coach right. Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the National Football League, there's there's really not that's why I hate mock drafts. That's mm. why I hate all that stuff. There's nothing fake about the National Football League, and it's all out there for everybody to see. So, you know, so trying to trying to 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 butter something up or trying to to soft sell something, I mean, that's not the National Football League. The first thing I would tell rookies, the meetings I would have with them all the years that I was in charge of the rookies orientation when they'd come in is, guys, I'm just telling you, every day that you come in this building is an interview. Mm-hmm. Every day is an interview. Nothing is given in this league, and it's taken away very quickly. So the quicker you understand that and the quicker you understand that everything that is said to you in this building by somebody uh, of authority has meaning to it. Right. It has meaning to it. I reached a point in my career, you know, where, you know, I could say, I could stand up in front of them and say, look, I've been coaching in this league longer than you guys have been alive. So it might behoove you to listen to a little bit of what I'm going to tell you, because I'm not (laughs) going to tell you anything that's not going to help you because we want everybody to be able to make this team. We want to be able to, to make tough decisions when we cut a squad down. We don't want you to cut yourself because you're not paying attention to what's important. Let me ask you this, Coach Mac. New guys coming in like Julio Jones, and you see um, guys coming back, Taylor Lewan trying to get back from an injury, everybody else trying to get back. Who do you see out there that's bringing that newfound energy? I know sometimes when you, you, you speak about a coach coming back in year two, he's a different guy with confidence and things of that nature. Who do you see with the Titans going on this run like they did last year, walking back into camp, and it's a new energy around them, a new energy bringing to the practices and things like that. Anybody in well, particular? You, you know, Ron, it's a little early right now because, right. you know, I mean, this this part of it, this is truly an assimilation part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like in your business when you guys were out there in a shoot around. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, yeah. everybody looks good in a shoot around. You know, <laughs> once they once they tip it off and, and now everything's working full speed. And I, I tell you what else, too. This team has always, since Mike Vrabel and John Robinson have had a hold of it, has always been a high energy practice okay. football team. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't that doesn't change. The thing that I did see, though, if you want to talk about uh, my impressions of veterans that have come in, uh, I've got a I've got a real background with Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Mm-hmm. I know what he was. I knew what his work ethic was, and it didn't shock me when he came right in and jumped right into it. Right. Because he's a professional. Julio Jones, the same way. I mean, those guys practice. There's a diff- There's a real distinct difference, you know, for our listeners. I know you guys know this, but for our listeners, there's a real distinct difference with a professional athlete that practices mm-hmm. and one that practices with a purpose. Yeah. Okay, and that's a big, big distinction. So everybody that has watched has been able to to go out and watch has brought up Jack Rabbit, and I've heard intense flying around, aggressive, all of those things. You know him. That's what you're seeing out there, too. And and I get yeah. it's minicamp, but. They're not wrong. Yeah. But look, look, when we drafted Jack Rabbit, we took two rookies. When we took over the Rams, they'd been 15 and 65 the previous five years. Worst five-year stretch in the history of the National Football League. So we didn't have many players. We had James Laurinaitis and we had Chris Long, okay, and, a, and an injured Sam Bradford. Other than that, so we drafted two rookie corners in Jack Rabbit Jenkins, you know, out of North Alabama, and then Trumaine Johnson uh, out of the University of Montana. All right, drafted two rookies and started them. Okay, it, this game from from the jump has never been too big for Jack Rabbit. Never. 
Never has been. He takes to coaching. He's a smart football player. One of the plays that he made yesterday that people keep talking about, I mean, they were in cover two as a two-to-one read on a slant flat, and, it, you know, just like a veteran, instead of, instead, of biting on the, instead of biting on the slant, he sat on the flat and just completely just destroyed it. Hmm. And so this guy, this guy is a, he loves football. He really does. He loves the game. He studies the game. And, and, and yes, I mean, that's, look, that's how, he's, that's how he's been in the league for 10 years. He's never left a team because of performance. He's left a team because they couldn't afford it. All right. It's the same. It's the only reason we got our hands on him here, you know, because of, of what New Orleans, the shape they were in cap wise down there. Uh, uh, Jack Rabbit, as I say, he's always been one of my favorites because he just came in and worked. He came in and worked, and he loves ball, and he's a corner out there that does not back down from anything. We put the hat on him very quickly that first year that he was with us at the Rams, and we were not a good football team, but we put the hat on him. We would match him up to the best receiver and try to play with the other 10 doing something else, and uh, he never backed away from it. And 10 years later, he's still the same dude, Mm -hmm. except he's a lot more experienced. And as you always tell me, you can't manufacture experience. So you can't manufacture that experience, Don. You yes. just can't do it. That is right. This is coach Dave McGinnis brought to you by farm bureau health plans. You need great healthcare coverage at an affordable price. Let farm bureau health plans coach you through it. They have you covered coach Mac uh, question offensively. Um, about this Titans team. what I know we've talked a little bit defensively and about Shane Bowen. um, And Todd Downing said today, obviously, in his press conference, he he basically said this is a Titans offense. And, and, you know, because somebody asked, what do you do? Do you feel like there are enough balls to go around? As in, you've got so many playmakers to work with, with Julio, with AJ, with Derrick Henry. Um, and, and that doesn't even take into account anybody else that's going to step up with the attention on those three, right? Um, so he was asked about that and he said, you know, it gives us the opportunity to do something different every single week, um, to stay balanced, to attack in different ways, kind of every single week, that that's maybe the luxury of it. What do you see in it? What stood out to you watching? offensively in this little, you know, run around mini camp. And what do you see as far as potential in what they can do with Downing in charge? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what he's, what he's referring to. And, and this is going to be so, so very important. And it will change week to week because of this. It's going to change week to week, Don and, 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 and Ron, because of the way defensive coordinators are going to choose to try to play this team offensively. That's going to change. And defensive coordinators are going to make a decision at the beginning of the week getting ready to play this team as to how they're as to how they are going to go about trying to limit the playmakers on this team. And so there may be one week when they 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 choose to take AJ Brown completely out of the out of the mix. And then all of a sudden you're good, you're gonna you're gonna see Julio and whoever the third wide is and, and Ferkser and then and Derrick Henry, if they're choosing to lighten up the box, light it up. They may load up and say, you know what? We think we've got the corners that can play man to man this week, the next week, and we're gonna we're gonna pack the box and these guys are gonna have to beat us downfield. And so then you're going to see that the combat catches that, you know, they're going to run play action and throw it up and throw it up downfield. You may see them both try to double double on the outside on those two. And then your two inside guys are going to have to go to work. And if they're doubling, if they're double double on the outside, then the box is light. And so then you're going to see, you know, more and more, you know, outside zone plays and more and more outside zone bootlegs because of the way they're playing. So it's going to be very definitive as far as to how people play play this offense this year. And also it's going to be very, very, you know, uh, 
uh, interesting to me to see how they're going to try to rush this football team this year because, you know, you're going to four-man rush this team and, 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 and cover with seven. That's good. That's good. But we're talking about and, – and, and I think our listeners understand. Now, I've been on the radio long enough and done enough games here. Now they understand what I mean when I talk about numbers in the box because it's a numbers game from tackle to tackle. And if they choose, if they choose to rush four and cover with seven, then we've got a running game that can hurt you a lot. How would you choose to defend them? You know the the skill set. You know what what at least most of those guys are capable of, capable of. You're the DC. How would you defend them? Who have I got playing? Talk, I'm talking Derek AJ. Oh, you're oh, talking no, no, about no. defensively. Who, who, I know. Who do I have playing defensively. It depends I mean, on. Give what me I a have. generic coach, Matt. Come on. <laughs> I know you got to get all specific yeah, on co- coach work in, in fact <laughs> he's like what's yeah. my personnel oh, no. I have to know what my personnel is I know well, I quit working in generics a long time ago <laughs> all right so I guess I have to I hit you up I weekly in, I don't work in generics all I know is is this if they have a if they have two corners that they think are 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 man enough to take those two by themselves outside then you're going to see some more packed boxes. But in my thought on that is good luck to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. All right, Coach Mac, thank you so much. Always appreciate Coach Mac's visit brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. If you need great health care coverage at an affordable price, reach out to him. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. Coach Mac, you're our favorite. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it, Coach Mac. You two guys are the best. Where's Where's Doherty? Is he still down in Texas Tech, West Texas, in West Texas? No. If he is, he, he's in God's country. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. Hey, he see loved it. He loved it, Coach. <laughs> I'll see you guys. All right. See ya. Well, there you go. Coach Mack brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Uh, let's take a quick break. Coming up after the break here on 3HL, Austin Huff from Corked Bats. We'll check in on his rant next. Welcome back to 3HL right here. Listen, here. we got Austin Huff with Cork Backs right here set to join us. And Austin, my brother, how are you? Yeah. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Ron? Well, first and foremost, I'm doing great because the Titans have a basketball player on their team now. <laughs> I feel like that's a shout out to me joining 1045 the zone. So. Man, I wanted to ask Coach Mack about that transition. <laughs> I, did too. I forgot all about it. Like, okay, so Austin, you do you know Ron Slay is six eight in I say two forty. I mean like in his glory days he was two forty. But, but we'll just go <laughs> with it. Like, hey, 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 Huff! Why are you laughing so darn hard over there? No, dude? Ron, I'm, I'm. Look, how are you going to let her do you like that, man? Like, that's, that's my girl. Not... She's telling the truth. I'm, I guess what? I'm getting okay. it. Okay, all right, that's the only all right. Well, I can't get it because she's telling he's the like truth. He's like 270 now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, you just over well, there chuckling it up, though. That's exactly what. That's exactly what Hassan French is. Mm, I mean, that's what yeah. we're talking. We're talking like ron slay body style and all of that you're you're yeah. like you're all about physical specimens you're obsessed with derrick henry you have the <laughs> yeah. ridiculous man crush on him and his uh-huh. off-season workouts yep. like are you all in for this too uh okay yeah i just want to talk this one out because yeah hassan french he's six seven two forty yeah which is ding, ding, a ding. large that's a large man <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, I don't think he'll be bringing in as many wings to work as Ron does. Ah. <laughs> that's a, that's a great I, ho- I, ho- I hope he's, I hope he's successful. <laughs> yeah. But so Hassan French was like a standout basketball player for the St. Louis Billikens. Mm-hmm. And I actually used to work for the flagship for the St. Louis Billikens, oh, uh, that's not right. to, 
not to brag. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty familiar with Hassan French, but I'll be honest with you guys. Never once when I was watching him play, did I think Titans tight end. <laughs> uh, apparently J-Rob saw the Jaguars convert a Mets outfielder into a tight end and said, hold my white claw. <laughs> then goes out and signs Hassan French. My question, guys, is what are we doing? All right. Like that's. This guy, St. Louis University doesn't even have a football program, okay? And here we are signing one of their best basketball players to come play tight end. Uh, J-Rob goes out and makes arguably the most historic acquisition in Titans franchise history by trading for Julio Jones. That should never be, like, slept on enough. Like, like that, or that, that, it just should not be understated. It can never be understated enough. The, The next week, he goes out and signs a Billiken to play to maybe play tight end like we don't need to give any more fuel to the portion of the titans fan base that is constantly tweeting hashtag fire j rob all right (laughs) i am i am a mainstay i am a camp counselor at the camp of in j rob we trust so I, I don't think we need to be given any more fuel, especially after such a historic signing to then go out and sign a, a college basketball player as a, as a tight end. My question is, why do we keep trying to make basketball players tight ends? Oh, because Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates played basketball, <laughs> like which you guys do I mean, know that, they right? worked out. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm just well, saying. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, but you do you do know that, right? Antonio Gates played basketball, well, I didn't. and yes, he did. and 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 Pat Mahomes' dad played Major League Baseball. And <laughs> and here's another one. Guess what? Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. <laughs> I feel like just ever ever since these these he got guys, a perfect score on his Wonder Lake. That right, right, yeah. <laughs> just the just wow. the go to announcer fodder whenever you watch any of these guys play play sports which that will be if Hassan French makes the team that will be something that you know the the announcers will be chomping at the bit to talk about did you know Hassan French played basketball in college oh it'll be never ending (laughs) right right I'm okay with it though have you watched his basketball footage like did you ever I mean you lived there right yeah no no yeah I watched I watched plenty of I watched plenty of Billiken game and he was great he was great and he's a massive dude uh but like I don't know. I just feel like just because a guy has size and was good at basketball, it doesn't mean he'll make a great tight end. Uh, uh, like, no, like, but what if he does? Like, how about oh, the, well, let's go well, out on if? a limb and get creative here because we just spent all our money on Julio Jones. So well, let's try this. I'm okay yeah. with it. Yeah, I and I get that. I get that. You're right. Like you, you, you go out and you buy a new car. It's like okay, you're probably gonna have to be shopping at Aldi for a while. Um, (laughs) But it's like still better bring your own bags. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, (laughs) right, and a quarter for to rent a cart. Exactly. Um, (laughs) Or you can catch somebody coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's always the best move. That's always the move. See, I I know how to do this. Yeah, you're you're an Aldi go to. I get it. That's uh, (laughs) respect on that one, Don. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like, yeah, plucking a guy off the basketball court and putting him on a football field would be like 
plucking a guy out of sports talk radio and putting him on a country music radio station. Oh. You know, like it, it would there's very that. low in the morning. Would that be working out? <laughs> would it work out? That's in Chicago. In the right. shot. There's a very low chance of success, in my opinion, for something like that. <laughs> like not every basketball player is the epitome of athleticism. Like my 36 inch vertical man, Ron, you can't touch my monkey sleigh over there. <laughs> no, but I let you spank it. <laughs> Rin's hey, not here. Yeah, sorry. Okay. I don't have a whole yeah, lot of help. I need you back. both to behave. Thank you. He yeah. pushed me to the edge. Oh, oh. push me to the edge, man. Shocker. I'm trying to have a good solid shocker. show, man. Here comes Ron, Austin. how would you do as a Titans tight end? Um, you know what, man? If I was still in playing shape, the only problem I would have, man, is anything going across the middle. I'm cool with blocking. I'm cool with going to catch. I don't need no blindside hits. Right. That, that right. right there is going to shake me up. But honestly, you got to protect your moneymaker. Yeah, th- there you go. I, lo- I loved it. I-, I felt like, honestly, I was playing football when I played basketball. In the boom, boom room, that paint, that, that, was, my, that was my football field. So a lot of people didn't want to be in there. And I'm with banging and, and, and bruising people up. So if this guy do that, I'm, I'm I'm all for it, but if you can average twelve point four and ten rebounds a game, man, you got something working. And two in the A ten though, yeah, that's that, that's that's impressive, right? That's an yeah. This 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 signing does make the Titans favorites to uh, win the Atlantic Ten next year, which I, that I'm excited <laughs> for. Um, hey, pick up basketball. The, that guy's that guy's the number. Start intramurals in the league. Right? Yep, yep, number one. Pick. Well, but like Hassan French isn't like the only head scratching signing that the Titans made this year. Like if you remember, like right before the Julio Jones signing they signed a three-time all-american to add to their offensive line which sounds great in theory until you realize he was a three-time all-american in wrestling right <laughs> let me say like this. the titans need pancakes not pins so <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong i saw i saw the video of the guy squatting a dang telephone pole right which is you know look i i can't squat a telephone pole so i was impressed by that and we all know how titans who drop workout videos in the off season they they tend to do all right in season right don we'll take it do they run soft <laughs> get out of here for with one that. game <laughs> I, are are the titans looking to win the afc south or medal in the olympics like who who's the next signing going to be nastia lukin like uh, is is yeah, apollo Ono? Uh, wide receiver right there uh, yeah right she probably go across the middle uh, hey, Misty May Trainer, you better stand by your phone. You may be getting a call from J Rob soon. Maybe Ryan Lochte. Yeah. Okay, that was. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay, and I, and I'm and Don. I'm with you with the what if. What if? I hope that happens. But in a year after a disappointing first round loss and the the worst off season of J Rob's uh, short tenure so far, I feel like the Titans need more sure things than maybes. But. Maybe that's me. Maybe look, maybe the Titans do go out and sign Peekaboo Street or Julie Foudy and uh, get them on the roster as well. Austin, thank you. Hey, you got a sure thing in your your boy Derek uh, and Julio and AJ. So they're that's good. One, they can yeah, take yeah, some lean on us, right? One, one of those three will work out. Those guys. All yeah, right, those there are you gold go. Metal signings right there. <laughs> There's Austin uh, from Melissa and Austin in the mornings in Chicago, by the way. Also founder of At Corked Bats. You can find him on Twitter at Austin Huff. Austin, thanks. Always good to hear from you from Chi-Town. Hey, thanks, Ron and Don. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. 3HL back for the 4 o'clock hour after this. Stay with us.